Hey there, Jed Corbinus here from jedcorbinus.com. And I just want to read to you this blog post that I created yesterday. I typed that out, right? Like I, as I was typing, it felt so surreal, right? Like it was so deep. It was didn't even feel like I was typing. It felt like there was just energy going through me. Not like I had ever energy to give away, but it was just going through me. And I have yet to read it aloud. So I want to do that and see what that feels like. So bear with me as I read it and we'll see what I see what happens. The truth about change is scary because parts of you have to die before you can live. Death is <clears throat> death is a scary thing. And as a child, I was taught not to fear death. However, with death comes loss and with loss comes sadness. Sadness is a required emotion in order to find joy and true happiness. I'm reminded of the movie Inside Out and how joy, in quotes, was always the one to control the emotional, bo emotion, emotional board. She never let sadness do her job. When we ignore an emotion and bury it, we grow cold and parts of you die. There's a better way to have parts of you die in order to live. Parts of you have to die before you can live because we tell ourselves a story every day. From the time your alarm goes off, first thing in the morning until you set your alarm before bed, what happens in between is what really messes with our head. The actions, emotions, and happenings of our daily life are known as, as a narrative or story. What story are you, are you telling yourself every day? When you let those parts of you die, you have to mourn the loss, but only for a short time. Some people go their entire life without mourning the loss of something, and they never realize that not mourning was the problem. Going through the emotions of sadness leads to joy and happiness. Letting the negative, dark, and heavy things go will bring you to positive and light experiences. Experiences happen in your life. So I'm going to go off script right there and say that, I mean, it sounds really... Letting the negative, dark, letting the negative, dark, and happy things go will bring you to positive and light experiences happen in your life. That doesn't make any sense. I might have to reword that, but I think we get the point. How do you let parts of you die so you can live? I found a great quote that really hit home for me, and it may do the same for you. It says, do the same for you, but apparently I have some editing to do. What it's supposed to say is do the same for you. Here it is. Before you can live, a part of you has to die. You have to let go of what you could have been, how you should have acted, and what you wish you have said differently. You have to accept that you can't change the past experiences, opinions, of others at that moment in time or 
outcomes from their choices or yours. When you finally recognize that truth, then you will understand the true meaning of forgiveness of yourself and others. From this point, you will finally be free. That's from Sharon or Shannon L. Adler. It's a very good quote. We let our past experiences define us because if we didn't, <clears throat> if we didn't, then, then we wouldn't let. There should be a comma right there. Ugh. We let our past experiences define us because if we do it, if we didn't, then we wouldn't know who we are, and and that's scary. The unknown is scary at first, and after a while, you become to love it. That doesn't make any sense either. And I thought this was really good, but there's some so many grammatical errors. When I first had the idea to uproot my family from the Twin Cities and move to a small rural town called Roseau, it sounded crazy. My wife thought I was crazy, but something deep down told me that that it was the right move. It felt very nice to be around family when we were at my sister-in-law's place for the weekend. Just the fact that we could come and go without having to worry about where the kids were going, where the kids were going, or who would be home. Who would be home to be with them? We felt like we were living on an island. Man, did that suck. So I applied to a major window fan manufacturing company in which I had zero experience with manufacturing or windows, and I got the job. I took a $30,000 pay cut going from a pro program development manager to a window assembler. <clears throat> we sold our house and moved in with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. It was a huge risk, but I followed my gut, which I've now learned to do every single day and it's always right and on a daily basis i i have the feeling of gratitude for it it turns out that because of my volunteer firefighting days from the mound fire department i could be on the ems team within this huge manufacturing plant which led me to meet more people within the community learning my job and hearing about a newly opened clinic was fun and exciting I was bound and determined to work in that clinic. To make a long story a bit shorter, it happened. I had to tell myself, you have to let parts of you die before you can live the life you want. I tell myself that daily. That reminds me of another quote. You have to die a few times before you can really live. And that's by Charles Bukowski. And he wrote a book called the, or he's in a book called The People Look Like Flowers at Last. Increasing your awareness of each moment takes practice. Life can pass you by very quickly if you don't pay attention to, to when it's gone. If you don't pay attention to when it's gone. That doesn't make any sense either. Life can pass you by very quickly if you don't pay attention to when that awareness is gone. It's probably what it should, should say. The hard part is waking up mentally and physically to become aware of the life that we created for ourselves. Doing that requires work, determination, and community. 
We must constantly be checking ourselves and go through the, the sadness of our old life in order to create our new life. This may sound nebulous to you, but at, to you at first, because it's new and unfamiliar. Like take, taking the training wheels off, the, off of your bike for the first time. It's scary. But deep down, there's a warm feeling that everything will be all right. Can you imagine a life with that feeling always being present and not worrying about the unknown? That's the best part of your narrative or story. Loving the unknown and being aware that you're surrounded by that love is a great way to live. With that love comes the feeling that everything will be all right. That's what daily practice provides you. My narrative goes like this. Each and every day I strive to ask myself, what is the best me I can be today? Along with consistent internal work and determined passion to help at least one person get out of their own way each day. I make time to be open to possibility. It's something that takes daily practice. Going from a big city to a small town isn't easy. Also, putting yourself out there to work as hard as you can and not expecting a thing from it takes a massive amount of gratitude for life. I am grateful to simply wake up, move around independently, and do what I love every day. Anything past that is a win. Parts of you have to die before you can live because of, of what is waiting for you on the other side of the river. The river of change is what I'm talking about, and it should say of that river, maybe, I don't know. Take each day as it is your last. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. And be grateful for what you have. Loving every moment, good or bad, is about loving the journey as much as the destination, if not more. Start looking in the mirror every day, every morning, noon, and night, and say to yourself, Parts of you have to die before you can live the life you were destined to live. Being okay with the death will move those parts of your life into your soul as wisdom. You won't forget those memories. You will simply forgive yourself for holding on to them for so long. That struck me deep right there. You won't forget those memories they will, as don't forget those memories. Should be a comma right there. You will simply forgive yourself for holding on to them for so long. Hmm, that's a pretty good one. Tools, tools that I've used to let parts of me die and start living are meditations, books, and videos from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Check out the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. That's where I started also check out, not in this blog post, but also check out Kyle Cease and Paul Santisi. Yep. For those who need 
for those who need to know the rest of my story about me uprooting my family, all you got to do is ask. Email me at ygt at jedcobrinus.com and I'll tell you the rest. And really, this is off script. Um, I got quite a few emails, so I followed it up with the rest of the story. <laughs> All right, so it goes like this. After so many emails, I figured I would give the rest of the story. After working in production from July 2016 to October 2016, I applied for an HR position within the window company. I got that job, in which I had no idea what I was going getting myself into because I've never worked HR before. This was an entry-level position and was a great opportunity to, to get to know even more people in this community. It's in my day, DNA, however, to simply ask questions. It says asking, but to simply ask questions, figure it out, and working past my insecurities of the new position I just took. After being handed the task of coordinating, I should say coordinating, it says coordinate, the task of coordinating that year's health screening for 2,000 employees and their spouses, so probably roughly 4,000 people, I did what I always do and just took it, quote unquote, one bite at a time. My manager gave me the task of making sure the newly opened clinic was quote-unquote taken care of. That was a pretty open-ended piece because this company had, had never had a clinic. I simply asked myself, what would I want and how would I like to be take, cared for? So I stopped in daily and really made them feel loved. It was that persistence that paid off. It turns out that they were looking for someone, actually more, but for the sake of the resources at hand, it was better than nothing. Meaning, I'll go off script here and say, they were looking for an occupational nurse practitioner, and I'm an exercise physiologist that could be molded into what they were looking for. So yeah, they were looking for someone with my background. So I took another leap of faith and started in the clinic in April of 2017, leaving the window company, that company, for another company wasn't easy. But again, my gut told me to do it. After completing the exams within a year, the exams were ACSM, EPC, the American College of Sports Medicine, Certified Exercise Physiologist, CEAS-1 Certified Ergonomic Assessment Specialist, FMS-1 Functional Movement Systems, and EMT uh, Emergency Medical Technician. I now can call myself an Occupational Health Technician. All of that school and training would be without mentioning my Bachelors of Science and Exercise Science from NDSU. It has been an awesome ride so far. With each day, I welcome the unknown and with the welcome the open sheepers. I can't even read. <clears throat> with each day, I welcome the unknown with open and loving arms. Continue to to move. 
to a place where parts of you have to die before you can live by doing today's workout of the day, WAD. And please consider sharing this with someone who you feel would benefit from it. Have fun. You got this. And then it's a PS about my newsletter. And then it's a PSS about uh, a donate button because I just really think that in order to have you honestly be committed, you got to pay something, even if it's a buck, right? That is neither here nor there, but um, yeah, that's just kind of scrolling through the blog post. This is just my own thing, right? This is my own stuff, just critiquing what I do, because uh, we're our, we are our own worst enemy. We are like nobody can beat me up better than me. Nobody. I can do plenty of damage myself to myself. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed that. Hopefully that brought you some value. I know it sure as heck did for me. Uh, and consider sharing this with somebody who needs to hear it. Somebody needs to see it. Somebody needs to read it, right? I'm going to post this on the blog post so you'll see it above or below or however I link it up. But um, yeah, I mean, that was deep. And I'm hoping, not even hoping, I'm grateful for what I what else is going to come through me. And I love that. So, and uh, I always end everything with this right here. And this is my, this is what I believe. This is what my purpose is, is, is to help you realize that it's up here more than anything. And it's right here. So it's right here, right at this point in my, in my heart. So if you're willing to change from the neck up, you will change from the neck down. I believe in you. Now it's your turn to start believing in yourself. Stay safe out there. Be blessed. Bye for now.